Drew O'Connor rotated in and out of line rushes at practice yesterday in Cranberry. Yeah, I know. I know. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday morning if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Penguins right where you found this. It's Penguins versus Lightning again tonight at 7.08 p.m. at PPG Paints Arena. I'll be over there covering it for DK Pittsburgh Sports. Remains to be seen whether the outcome will be similar to the one the Penguins were able to produce down in Tampa. Another game I covered and I'm still kind of shaking my head over how that happened. The Penguins just smoking that team by a 6-3 count. And here's the thing. They haven't stopped. They haven't stopped. Nothing about that night at Amelie Arena has really changed for this team through any of the five games that they've logged so far. They've scored a bunch of goals, second most in the NHL through their five games. They've gone 3-0 and 2 They've defended hard and effectively. They've gotten good goaltending, and they've gotten absurd depth scoring. And when I say that, I'm referring to O'Connor, who was a healthy scratch, I should add, the game after the one in Tampa. But also from Evan Rodriguez, Danton Heinen, Marcus Pedersen, uh, Mark Friedman. These are names that were not expected to contribute to the offense, and in a couple of cases, not even necessarily expected to be on the roster. But what began that night has continued, has grown, actually. I think they've gotten better since that night. Not that you could grade their performances any higher, because there was a combination of the Penguins being good and the Lightning being sluggish, and they've looked sluggish against other teams as well. They've got the double cup hangover, I guess, or whatever it would be. But I I know this, that John Cooper, the Lightning's coach, won't be saying something tonight, no matter what happens, as dumb as what he said down in Tampa when he said that the Penguins could have sent their farm team here and beaten us tonight because the Penguins' farm team, such as it is, has done this now to everyone. They've done this to everyone they've faced, including being really the only team that's even been competitive with the Panthers, who I am going to continue insisting are the best team in hockey. But now we're going to start seeing some of these players come back. Mike Sullivan didn't rule out yesterday that Sidney Crosby could play as early as tonight. Didn't rule it in either, but didn't rule it out, and that was a rarity because he's been ruling it out well in advance. Brian Rust was back on the ice for the first time since that hit in Sunrise. He was working with Evgeny Malkin, who's a ways away. We don't know how long these guys are going to take, but we know that they're going to come back. Jeff Carter is going to be back before long out of the COVID protocol. And when they are back, 
someone, obviously, per the rules, has to come out. And my only hope is that it's not forgotten or discarded what they've done for the team to date, not on principle, not to be nice, not to be respectful, but if they've made significant progress in their own games, that that's not something that you want to put a yellow light up in front of, let alone a red light. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online. Maybe a flexible hybrid format works for you. Learn more about all of this at pointpark.edu. So yes, this will swing back to what I spoke at the outset here. And that's that Drew O'Connor, of all people, was rotating in and out of the line, the second line, that Sidney Crosby was centering. Maybe there's a maintenance issue. Maybe they wanted to go light on the kid. But I don't even want to process if it would be anything else. This young man is showing the very, very earliest, but no less real, signs of like a like a young Artie, like a young Kevin Stevens. And I'm not being over the top here. You've not heard me call anyone that, ever. When was the last power forward the Penguins had? Do you want to count James Neal in that category? I wouldn't put Patrick Hornquist there. Uh, Hornquist is a, a net front guy. He's more of a Thomas Holmstrom than he is a power forward. And Neal was really a guy who scored from the perimeter he big and strong, and he could make things happen on his skates, but that didn't make him a power forward. He wasn't overpowering people to get where he needed to get. He's just a big guy who could fly and could shoot from long range. To my eyes, you have to go back to Bill Guerin. The version of Bill Guerin that participated and played a prominent role, actually, in the 2009 Cup was still a power forward, Bill Guerin. When Billy would get the wheels going and he had that big frame, he could cut to the inside just by physical force, kind of like what you saw with O'Connor's second goal the other night, the one that ended up banking in off Jake Muzzin's skate. That's what those guys are. They basically do what it is that they want to do out there because the other team can't physically stop them. That's a power forward. On O'Connor's first goal, he lost his own glove on the faceoff. Could have went to go pick it up. Didn't. Went straight to the net. Why? That's what power forwards do. He went straight to the net. Put his big frame there. Shot comes in from the point, ricochets in off his hip. Just missed his hand, by the way. And he puts his arms up. Why? Because that's what he was supposed to do. Doesn't matter if any of these goals were pretty. 
doesn't matter. This is the kind of chaos and disruption and impact that you have from these guys. You can't stop that. I will never have a subject that'll be more obvious in terms of the stance taken than this. This is like saying the sky is blue, but you can't take a young player who's scoring like this and have any kind of disruption to his progress. And I'm not going to overstate the practice yesterday or the rotating in and out because I can't know what all would have gone into that. And it going to say it again, there might have been some kind of maintenance thing, issue, whatever else, whatever. What matters is that he needs to play. And some of these other players who have contributed significantly need to continue being given chances to contribute further. Yeah, you kind of know what you're going to get from Rodriguez, but do you really want to yank him out of the lineup right away at the first opportunity? I don't know. I don't know. What about Heinen? What if he goes cold? Let's say he goes, I don't know, six, seven games. Is he now a guy that just instantly drops off your depth chart, or do you continue giving him a chance hoping that what you saw in the first three games was real? My feeling is that this team needs this kind of depth, and it absolutely needs this youth. It also needs a system in place, an understanding at the least, that if you don't perform up to the level of these guys, you're not going to play. You've got to get the job done. That's that's something that has worked throughout the history of organized sport, and it absolutely should apply here as well. He's not. They're not going to. He's absolutely playing tonight. When we come back, just one question. Just one question that's brought to you always on this program by Fubo TV. The monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels, including AT&T, Sportsnet, Pittsburgh. Right now, Fubo TV is offering our listeners right here, this program, a seven-day free trial and 15% off your first month by going to FuboTV.com slash DK. Our... J1Q today comes from Chelsea Conley, and she asks, when was the last time the Penguins had a good start to a season? It seems like they always start off extremely rocky and not so good. I would be lying if I said I wasn't nervous about the rest of the season. And Chelsea, if it sounds like I'm starting to laugh in the middle of the question, it's because I am. Because we as Pittsburghers are born and bred to think negative first. It is who we are. It's an endearing trait in some ways because we can run into each other on the street and complain with equal passion and vigor and justification. At the same time, we could also be completely wrong. 
And that's also part of the process. Here are the Penguins' records. I looked these up for you here over the past few seasons, meaning how they've started. Last year, which might be what you're thinking of, they did lose their first two games, both out in Philadelphia. And then they won their next four, so it was okay. The year before that, they started out 6-2. and two. The year before that, they were 6-2-2. Two, and two. year before that, 5-2-1. and one. year before that, they were 9-2. and two. That's a pretty good start. And you have to go all the way back to 2016 meaning this, the season that ended with a Stanley Cup to find the Penguins opening 0-3. So, no, they have not been slow starters. But I love this question anyway because it is so emblematic of who and what we are. We will latch on to the last bad thing we saw and just presume that it's gospel until it's proven otherwise. Well, this team, this team, Chelsea, is beginning to prove otherwise. I don't know that they're a Stanley Cup contender. There are a lot of questions they've got to answer over the course of the season, not least of which is how they'll react to having their star players back, all of them back. Last year, when their star players came back, and it was all of them, you'll recall they went into the playoffs against the Islanders at close to 100%. And the only reason I even say close is because we now know that Evgeny Malkin was skating around on a bum knee and just basically making do. And even then, he was really, really effective. They had everybody. They just didn't have any goaltending. But that's also part of the question, maybe the biggest of all, that has to be answered this year. Will they have the goaltending? Does what we're seeing from Tristan Jari right now mean anything other than, you know, nice start, Nice way to begin shaking off that playoff loss. Can he sustain it? Does it all go out the window on the morning of game one? I don't know. There are a lot, a lot, a lot of variables left for this team. But I also understand and respect not only that we Pittsburghers will look at every cup as half empty. I'm not talking about the Stanley Cup. I'm talking about every cup but also that this team has left a sour taste each of the past three seasons with first-round exits. Twice to the Islanders and once in between to a Montreal team that shouldn't have even been qualified for that particular tournament, the 24th seed in a 24-team tournament. So the Penguins have earned some skepticism from their fan base. But they've also earned the right to have facts be facts, and they've actually been a pretty good starting team. Uh, we'll see if that'll continue. You know, put it this way. If they can pull off another W against the Lightning, being at even lower strength than what they were for the first game, 
that'll really be something. We'll be here to talk about it tomorrow. <laughs>